Twin Lights Brewing was founded as a community-centric, environmentally-minded family operation which seeks to source and honor local ingredients, push the boundaries of the science of brewing, and spread the kind of joy that only comes from drinking beer crafted from the heart. With an ever-rotating selection of beers on tap, a family-friendly tap room that welcomes children of all ages as well as dogs, and a large, comfortable space built to host all kinds of events, Twin Lights is designed to bring the community together in new and exciting ways. Visit Twin Lights Brewing at 4057 Asbury Ave in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, and follow them on Facebook and Instagram and stay up to date on their newest releases, merchandise, and special events. Twin Lights Brewing, the official beer sponsor of the Review Podcast Network. Welcome back to Matt and Mike Read Comics. I'm Matt. I'm Mike. And we are here at Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash uh, recording as we usually do. Today we are talking about Astro City, specifically Metro Book One, which, what, covers the first, like, what, 12 issues, I think? It covers like more than that. More than it covers that. Oh, a it's like bunch 18 of issues. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole bunch. There's Volume One, One through Six, and then uh, Volume Two, because um, Kurt Busiek is, he's a great writer, but really horrible with deadlines. So unless he's got an editor like up his yam hole, um, he stuff kind of falls by the wayside. Right, but, like all the creative types, right? Of course. <laughs> but this was the the first six where like it was almost like get to know Astro City. Yeah, Astro City as a destination of superherodom. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I one of the things. I mean, so first of all, I loved pretty much everything about this book and I liked how it sort of because this is the beginning right nothing else mm-hmm. came before this right so yep. I liked how the first several issues felt kind of like one-off self-contained mm-hmm. stories each one kind of focused on a different major player you know in Astro City and I think the the first thing I want to talk about that I, I found really exciting about this book um, is that I like how Astro City is a character in and of itself Hell yes. You know, very much like Gotham is in, in all the Batman stories. Metropolis. Like, exactly. Like Astro City is a character in this book, and that to me gives a lot of depth. Very much. Um, one of my favorite things, If I, I don't know if you've ever read James Robinson's Starman. No. Okay, guess what? You're right. Uh, <laughs> guess what? You, now you just picked it. Um, so James Robinson's Starman has uh, the Golden Age superhero, uh, Ted Knight, who... Uh, if you're a fan of Caddyshack, like I am, yeah, I mean, I oh yeah. But Starman came first. Ted Knight came first. <laughs> but if you ever watch like Batman: Brave and the Bold, oh yeah. Did you ever watch the one where the the Justice League hosts the Justice Society and they I come think in? I saw that one. Yeah. If I watch it, yeah, it is well worth the price of admission just for this because Ted Knight, Starman. The guy who's doing uh, the voice over. Yeah. He's talking like this. <laughs> Where's Superman? I only came here to meet Superman. He's very much Judge Smales. And I'm like, I love you guys for this because it is such like a perfect pitch perfect thing. But um, I, I digress. Um, Opal City in Starman is a lot like Astro City here. Right. The, the city is its own thing and people love it. And... People go there because um, they're looking for something. They're they're looking to put down roots, and this is where they feel they can. The the outsiders who come in and they're like, "This is this place could be home." Yeah, and that's what I love about Astro City. This place 
can be home. Yes, I very much like that too. And there, there was that one story where they they focused on the family, you know, right? That had just moved from like Boston or yes. something, and it was like, why did you want to move to Astro City? And then all of a sudden, like within his first day there, you know, it's a big superhero fight outside of his window, and he's trying to explain to his kids what's happening. And then by the end of the story, he's like, yeah, you know what? It's actually a pretty good place to live, right? Because yeah. <laughs> everybody everybody gets together. Um, there was this, yeah, it was a huge Donnybrook, and there was this big cosmic being coming down. It's like, I can wipe you all off the map. And, you know, um, the. Big, oh, that's right. It was like the Zeus like yes. character or whatever. Yeah. And then his wife comes along and is like, You are a piece of shit, Harold. <laughs> you are a bastard. Why are you doing this to these poor people? And you're like, Oh my God, that is so awesome. And it's, I mean, it wasn't exactly like that, but that's, that's, it wasn't the, that far off. No, yeah. no, it's, that's the feel you got from it. And you're like, he just got bitch slapped by his <laughs> goddess of a wife, and that was awesome. Yeah. I love that. And that's what Astro City is. It's those, um, I don't know, Did if you've ever walked around New York City, yeah, and you know those pocket parks they have? Mm -hmm. You're walking, and you turn a corner, and boom, there's greenery, and it's like tucked in between two buildings and there's almost no sunlight, but the sunlight that's there is like this beam that comes down and, and you're looking at it. You're like, Oh my God, that's gorgeous. Yeah. That's what Astro city is to me. Yeah. It's no, like, I, I totally am with you on that one. Like, especially I think that the, I like for me, this book went from, it goes from like serious superhero stories to like Adam West, Batman camp, like real fast. <laughs> oh but my it, God. It's but amazing. it always works. Right. You know, like you've got guys like the confessor, right. Who's like your Batman archetype. Uh -huh. And then you've got freaking Jack in the box. Who's a literal clown with like, he throws confetti at you and he gets, he gets around the city by like comic book springs like yes. shooting from his feet. Like it's just, <laughs> it is amazing. And there's, there's just so much stuff going on that, um, <clears throat> And, and they actually take you to, like, they take you on, like, a walking tour of Astro City. Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing because there, there's a place called Shadow Hill, which right. I love. I love Shadow Hill. Shadow Hill, and there's, like, uh, Mount Kirby mm -hmm. in there, which I'm like, oh, yeah, Mount Kirby. That's where the, um, the first family lives. Right. And every superhero out there, every popular superhero, I should say, has an archetype. Yes. In this Wonder Woman, Superman, the Fantastic Four. Yep. Uh, there's even like Submariner in yeah, there. Yeah, Submariner's in there. There's the Flash, right? The MPH, yep. right? Yep. Is his name, which I got to admit is actually pretty a clever name yeah. for a. <laughs> I read that. I was like, I can't believe ever thought of that for, yeah. you know, we got Quicksilver. You know, <laughs> of course, yeah. makes so much more sense. Um, but yeah, no, and then and like, the other thing I liked about it too is like kind of getting back to the, you know, like the, the city element too. It's with the exception of, you know, they, they always like reference. The, the villains, right? Because you have these established heroes. They always reference the villains, but you don't see a lot of these villains. It's mostly like, you know, the bank robbers and the organized crime and then, you know, you know the space god that we talked about and then the alien invasion, right? There's right. not a lot of other, like, villains that they, they're mentioned, but you don't really see them. Right, and they allude to things. They allude to something that um, I'm sure that you're... You're kind of curious about, like, the Silver Agent? A hundred percent. Yes, and you have no idea about the Silver Agent, right? Like, all of those, even, like, I would say, like, let, let's call them, you know, Golden Age heroes, right? The ones that came before. Mm -hmm. There was that one story arc where the, uh, the news reporter, right, the editor guy was talking about how he saw... All of those heroes, Silver Agent being one of yep. them and all those other... There was there was even, like, a... Uh, um, oh, my God, I'm, I'm blanking on... 
Who's the the wizard in DC that speaks everything backwards? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Zatara. Thank you, Zatara. There's even like a Zatara archetype yes. in that superhero group, and they all get sucked into that like you know void at the end, right? But that was like also a really cool story. But yeah, there's like there's all this history that you hear about, and it's like and it, and it's cool because the reason why people are so almost like jaded by the existence, this abundance of superheroes is because according to this and the backstory, it's been going on for like 75 fucking years. Yeah, you know, yeah, like there's always been heroes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's uh, the old soldier. Yes, like the, the old soldier. How awesome is that? And there's also a dude, dude like Maximilians. <laughs> yes. What a great... They, they came up with all these great goddamn names. The gentleman. Uh, we've got Samaritan. We've got... It's it's amazing that there are all these really cool. Oh, Beatnik was my favorite. Beatnik of the <laughs> like, he's, yeah, he's he he's a he's a he's got flip flops on. Like he's dressed like a mime. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, but it's really cool because it works. It works because you're like, wow, the Beatnik, and you're like. That's the creeper, right? There's the creeper, right? And then you've got you know Silver Agent is your uh, your Captain America type guy, uh-huh. right? And then like I, I love yeah, just all the the character designs. I mean, props to Alex Ross like for these designs, which you know I just I, I have to ask because I need to know. I could probably just figure this out for myself, but I know that you'll probably already know the answer. Alex Ross, right? I mean, obviously he's you know legendary, of course. Um, but I can't think of an actual comic I've read with the exception of like Kingdom Come mm-hmm. that he's actually drawn like top to bottom right mm-hmm. like he's always got his cover work and his character designs but like I've never actually seen him as a like a comic book artist in that sense right like does he just really do these is his bread and butter really just these covers and character designs I believe that's his bread and butter but he does do comic books he did um, something that just came out of little less than a year ago was called uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle. Okay. And it's fully painted and it was just, it was like a part of a concept that Stan Lee and Jack were like, eh, you know, just like yeah. kind of like tossed off. Right. And uh, he, it's really, really well done. He also did Justice. Ju- What's that? Justice. It was uh, like the love letter to the Justice League. Oh, I never and saw the that. Super okay. Friends. The Legion of Doom gets together and they attack um all the superheroes. Oh yeah, all the Justice Leaguers, and they they hit them where they live. They go after Captain Marvel. They go after the Marvel family. With oh wow, Captain okay. Marvel. They go after the Teen Titans because they they kidnap Aquaman, and Brainiac actually lobotomizes him. Oh Jesus! Yeah, uh, unfor- well, fortunately for Aquaman, the Atlanteans can regrow parts of their brain. Right. So as as one does. Yeah, of course. If you're Atlantean, <laughs> of, of course. course. Why the hell wouldn't you? Because you know. <laughs> I mean, as well, because if they kept on going that way, that's the old man Logan story, right? Where the villains win, you know, oh, so they couldn't go, couldn't go that right. far, or it, <laughs> or you you've got like Aquaman, just a drooling idiot, <laughs> like he was in the Super Friends. Um, <laughs> although that was one of the very first times in like the Super Super Friends cartoon when I thought of Aquaman having super strength. Yes, it never dawned on me right. that he would have super strength. I just thought he was a guy who swam really well and talked to fish and talked to fish. That was those were or his some main mammals, powers. I guess. Until <laughs> I saw Superman, yeah, some mammals. <laughs> I know a couple of those guys. Um, he threw him a um, like a a front end loader, like a bucket. <laughs> yes, and they held back a tidal wave with that. Him and Aquaman with 
two front end loader buckets. I, I don't know what the physics are for that, but <laughs> then again, I don't know what the physics are for Fast and Furious. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, figure the, that one out, folks. Yeah, the Super Friends physics never really worked <laughs> in just in general. Yeah. You have like 200 whales just lined up and that that's that's a wave break, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> sure. Oh, God, I love Because personally, it. I would have been like, Aquaman, we love you, but fuck the humans. Right. You know? <laughs> Screw them. Let let them let them drown, <laughs> bastards. So the um so I have some more more questions I want to know about this, right? Yeah. So the book that I am holding in my hand has Image on it, right? Image Comics yes. as the publisher. Were they the original publisher? No, it was Homage Comics. Okay. Which was uh part of uh I wanna say um like a DC offshoot. Yeah. Homage, because I, because of course, as I was reading it, right, and I'm looking, and I saw that this image. I'm sitting here trying to think, like, okay, does this fit into the broader, you know, universe? Is this canon, right? Like, it's, can it? <laughs> it's uh, Busiek verse, right? The Busiek verse. Has, has this has this comic gone? I mean, I'm obviously going to read the rest of it, but like, did it did it kind of like end? Is it still going on? No, there are like, three of these, these. There are three of these Metro books. No, but I these, mean, like, like, is it still like? Are they still making Astro um, City comics? Or every once in a while, Busiek, Kurt Busiek, who I, I think is one of the best writers out there, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best American writers, I should. I would say. agree. Yeah. Um, he when he finds the time to to do one, he will put it out there, and Image will. Oh, that's you know, awesome. Throw it out. So, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. It's pretty nice to have, like, a solid gig like that. Yeah. yeah. It's just, hey, hey you want to write some more Astro City? Sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I like you those guys. Away. <laughs> uh, but this has, I, I mean, let's let's talk about some of these really kick-ass stories. Yes. And some of the really kick-ass, there's, like, a, um, some of the characters, like the Hanged Man. Yes, which I is love like their, the Hanged Man. Their idea of the specter. Yes. And Quarrel, who is sort of like uh, Black Canary. Mm-hmm. I really liked The Hanged Man because you just, like you said, kind of expected, like, you don't know like, what the hell he actually does. You don't know what his powers really are, you know, and, and there's that one cool scene at the end of the, you know, the, the big confessor storyline mm-hmm. where you see him gigantic wrestling some sort of giant squid tentacle monster. Mm-hmm. And then he goes away and, like, nobody ever talks about it. No. And it's just, it's just it's just so cool. It keeps up, like, the mystique and, you know, the... I, I, he's, he was one of my favorite characters because, again, you just don't know what the hell he is doing <laughs> or where he comes from or anything. Exactly. But I got to say, Confessor was one of my favorite characters as well. Confessor, I actually I actually wrote that down. Confessor, I think, was my overall favorite because his, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a, let's call it damaged hero, right? Oh, hell yeah. Which I think, you know, he sort of really fits the bill, especially when you find out, you know, the big reveal that he's a vampire. Yeah. Like, that was... Oops. Yeah, like that. Yeah, spoiler alert if you haven't Sorry, read this comic from the, yeah, 1996. The hell, yeah, the hell with you. <laughs> um, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think that... But if you were... Because I was always a big conspiracy kind of guy. Yeah. I'm Not so much conspiracy. I, I always liked it when they... They tease stuff. Right. Like I was one of the first people in the Marvel Universe who figured out that Magneto was Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver's father. Oh, nice. Yeah. I thought that was pretty smart. Yeah, right? Because um, I had read um, X-Men 125, Uncanny 125, and Avengers 186. And you've got Magda here, who's pregnant. Yep. And you've got Magda here, who's the love of Magneto's life. And when you ran away from me... it. You know, broke my heart, you human. And you're like, oh, bummer. And then you read this and you're like, 
oh, wow, Magda gave birth to twins on Wonder Gore Mountain. Yep, there you go. Who became Quicksilver and, and Scarlet Witch. Did you figure, like, damn. Did you also figure out that uh, Zorn was also Magneto? Because that was a weird reveal. No, that one was like, there were no hints. I mean, they said, uh, th- that was one of those Grant Morrison things like, I left hints all over the place. It's like, yeah, no, you, no, you didn't. Yeah, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you, you left them out of, yeah. I'll never I forget, left hints. I'll never forget reading that. When I, when I, when I first saw that, I was like, Stop! I, I I put I put the book down, went all the way back to the beginning mm-hmm. of his run, and I'm like, what did I miss? Yeah, you're sitting there with a, a mic. Uh, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you've got like your Sherlock Holmes hat on. You've got um, a magnifying glass over everything. Going, nope, nope, not there. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Going with your conspiracy. no, no, you're absolutely right. And, but um, when he laid all that stuff out, and you're yeah. like, oh crap! Yeah, he. I mean, he follows the rules. Mm-hmm. There are vampire rules, and goddamn if they're not all there. I know. I thought that was really cool about the whole thing where, like, you know, he would always um, his uh, his sidekick, right, would always figure out like, like Alter Boy. Alter Boy, thank what you. What a great name, Such too. A great name. And oh he's my got, god, like, the frock on yeah. him, you know, like he's like what the the uh, the weighted surplus. Yeah, and I'm like I was an altar boy, so I know. I'm like, yeah, that's surplus. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved how like you know he would always kind of question. You know, it's like how does he you know move so fast from mm-hmm. place to place? Like how come he can never like see him? You know, like and the, the the mirror mm-hmm. reflection was a big one. And it's like oh, he only goes out at night. He yeah. never operates during the day. He's got super strength. Yeah, uh, he can. He can make some uh, scale tell me his complete all of his secrets. That I thought with that for me, I think was the coolest little hint reveal because he specifically calls it out. Like when he's like, "Oh, this guy, he's trying to get information from somebody," and like the guy's not talking, and then all of a sudden he starts talking. You see his eyes have mm-hmm. changed, right? Like that for me was a really cool thing because that, especially because I love vampire lore, right? Oh, sure. That is a in a lot of the more popular vampire lore, that's not something that's often talked about. No. Yeah, that's a power that people usually sort of forget, you know, as far as vampire lore is concerned. Not if you so, watch Ed Wood. Exactly. <laughs> he talks about turning them into a trance. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, Confessor was my favorite character, and he was my favorite overall arc because, you know, he had that very heroic sacrifice sure. at the end, which tied into the kind of broader story. And then Alter Boy takes up the mantle at the end, which I thought was just super freaking cool. It was great because they, I mean, there was time that had gone by. It was like six years have passed. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I've traveled the world. I've done what I needed to do. And he went out and he turned himself into the confessor. Yeah. Which is such a fucking Batman thing to do. I was going to say, he became more Batman than the Confessor actually was because he had those six years exactly. of training and traveling. I'm just picturing, you know, like the scene where he's on like, like from from the uh, from uh, Dark Knight, you know, where he's like, or not Dark Knight, uh, Batman Begins where he's getting smacked with the sticks, sure. you know, and he's on the pegs in the training. Like, yeah. And I, I, I think it. It, I would have loved to have seen him go after more supernatural characters. Mm-hmm. If, if he ever goes back, and he does, he goes back to the Confessor and... He turns the Confessor and Samaritan into the world's finest duo, which is badass. Which they kind of hint at, like right here on the cover. You know, you've got like Samaritan yeah. is like front and center, and then Confessor kind of in the background. With which his, is really weird because there's the sun right there, and he's he hugging, be sizzling, and he's hugging a fucking cross yeah. too. Like it's just. But that was one of the things where he kept it like front and center. That I love that. The pain kept him focused. Yes, I absolutely loved that. Just so genius, and his his backstory is. Because he's human, right? That's that's the thing that that fucks with him most. Because he was a man of the cloth 
who gave in to temptation and then he didn't even get to like fulfill that temptation. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I just wanted to get laid once. <laughs> and now he turned into a vampire. He's like, all right, well, that'll that'll mess with me. Now. Yeah, <laughs> never again, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't think you're going to get a chance, buddy. Um, I also loved the Jack in the Box story arc with the uh, his alternate version, alternate uh, version children. Uh, the, ta- the time traveling. Yeah, the time traveling children yes. who just hated him for various different reasons. Um, I, did, I mean, I'm, I, the, I'm a sucker for time travel alternate universe type stuff also so seeing those characters um come in their their twisted reasons for hating him which made you know i mean made sense to them but you're mm-hmm. also like reading it you're like oh, come on guys like it's couldn't have been that bad really like you know <laughs> one of my favorites uh was the uh the junk man i was just gonna say i love the junk man story too where he's like just trying to get caught and he's trying to out like prove that he's the smartest man in the room yeah. And he gets away in the end. It was like, it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. <laughs> the junk man story. And then what else? The alien invasion story is obviously great. And I like the, the little one-off where Samaritan and, uh, winged, uh, what was her name? Winged, uh, winged victory, winged victory, go on like a date, you know, as their normal selves, but then end up like being their, their superhero versions. And yep. they they have that whole sort of ethical conversation about why do you do it? Yep. And you find out that again, that cool time travel, there's a lot of time travel in this book, um, where Samaritan was actually a time traveler from the future. Yep. Um, which the one thing that I would love to know, cause I don't feel like it's explained and maybe, maybe in a, in a later volume it is, but Samaritan, right. Where he's like, I was sent back in time mm-hmm. to prevent my horrible future. And it all hinged upon, um, the challenger <laughs> explosion, yeah. but like, they never really explain why he stops the challenger explosion, you know, saves it. And then he's like, Oh, and then I went back to my future and the world was completely different. Of course, the life that I knew was erased and my right. family wasn't there. And I'm a man out of time, but like, I would love to know. What about the Challenger? Like, if you gave me, like, you know, Kennedy assassination, right? Yeah. Like, that I can understand. The Challenger explosion, like, I was like, wait a minute. What was so special about I, that? I, well, I think that that was uh, of our time. I think that's one of the things where most of the people reading comic books, if you can remember where you were when Kennedy was assassinated, <laughs> you know. I guess that's a fair point because the Challenger explosion when this was published is only about maybe 10 years out, I guess, right? Like uh, 10 or 15. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, I think, when was the Challenger? 80? 86. 86, yeah, so I was one. I don't remember. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but they did the same thing with Superman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, with uh, Man of Steel. Uh, John Byrne, they, they couldn't call it the Challenger, but, you know, the space plane. Yes, Yes, yeah, let's call it a space plane. <laughs> a space plane. Uh, but what abs? Now that's some Fast and Furious stuff. A space plane. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, what else did I want to talk about here? Oh, so the uh, in your opinion, I want to know because I, you know, everybody has a lot of high praise for this book, which obviously very well deserved. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love oh, this yeah. book. But I feel like, at least for me, as I kind of look at the the landscape and everything. Why do you think this book was, aside from the fact that it's awesome, like, but this book kind of came out, you know, during the, during the height of the, let's call it the extreme era of comics, right? Everybody's got, you know, the big guns, the big shoulder pads, the fingerless gloves, you know, everybody, everything was very extreme, right? Everybody was cable. Right. (laughs) 
Exactly. And then this book is just, like we said, you know, kind of like a blast from the past almost, but it's very traditional kind of look on this, you know, here's the city, right? You know, and mm-hmm. here's all the superheroes, and here are all the archetypes you're familiar with. But it was, like, very different than what was super popular at the time, you know? And maybe that's why it was so successful, because it was so different. Uh, I think, how about this? This is just my take on mm-hmm. it, is that this was, yeah, there's, there's uh, a certain amount of nostalgia that goes along with this. And there's solid writing, which a lot of the comic books of that era, sorely lacking. That's a good point. Um, and I'm sorry, X-Force was not well-written in a lot of places. Uh, X-Man was not well-written in a lot of places. A lot of the X titles, anything with where, where guys had shoulder pads, yep. not really well-written or not written with um, the reader in mind. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, you know, they were going for splashy and, hey, how can we make, you know, like the the Fast and... I mean, this let's call this episode The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> um, you're going for uh, sizzle, no steak. Yeah, 100%. You know, and I this, this harkens back to one of the biggest problems I had with Crisis on Infinite Earths is they threw the baby out with the bathwater. Yep. You didn't need to do that. Yeah. No. All he needed to do was to get everybody on board with the concept of the multiverse. Right. Multiverse had been explored at least, you know, a couple of times. Right. You know, and you can keep that going. And you can keep... They killed off Batman in 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Earth 2 Batman. Right. Part of the Justice League, or Justice League, part of the Justice Society was in Adventure Comics, and it was in, right now it's like a $150 book, which is great. Yeah. You know, if you've got it. Um, It really wasn't all that well thought out. Yeah. But it was still a pretty cool story, because they killed Batman. Well, that's how I, oh, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, they killed Batman. Yeah. You can kill Batman now. Yeah. That was what I always felt about. I, I, I've had numerous arguments with this about some of my friends who are like total marks for Superman. I the the death of Superman, mm-hmm. the actual story, I don't really like because it's mm-hmm. just like you know it's it's like oh shit, Superman's dead, and it's you know great art, great action, mm-hmm. and I and I do I do like a lot of the like I, I do actually really like the the episode the the episode the the issues where where Doomsday just like rips through the Justice League that was oh, yeah. pretty great, but like the actual. There was like for for me like the lead up it was just like space monster that you know super strong can kill Superman mm-hmm. but like no other you know obviously he's a much more developed character now yeah. but at the time it was just like here's this MacGuffin that we're gonna use because we want to shock people and kill Superman and you know I think I person I personally like a lot of the you know I know it's not a not a lot of fans love but all the shit that came after it mm-hmm. you know with like John John Henry Irons right and like you know and Steel and Super the Clone Superboy right. I love all of that follow up stuff right. it was different it was very different not necessarily good but it was different but the actual death of superman always felt a little flat for me yes mainly because it's something that you knew they were going to reverse you knew it yeah you can't keep superman dead no. you know like you can't and and that's what i liked like i said all, all the stuff that came after how they actually brought him back mm-hmm. that i liked because that for me was a very unique superman story yes but you can here's where it you know kind of falls apart you could kill superman kill yeah. soup kill the earth Two superman 
kill Ultraman. Kill all of them. Just don't do it in like a 12-issue maxi series. Right. <laughs> and then collapse everything into one singularity. I love the concept of um, how about the Justice Society? And you can make them like 60 years old right now. Right. And they're 60 years old and they fought in World War II, but they're they're chronologically like 90. Right. But they're, they've got the vitality of the 60-year-old. And you, you have them do that. And um, then you start killing these people off and you've got their sons and their daughters and you've got that. You can, you can do that because you've got an earth where that happened. And you keep ours going um, the way it's going. One of my... I had an idea for DC Comics. They'll probably never use it. I, I don't know if I've ever said this to you. Here was my proposal for um, the Batman titles. Mm -hmm. Do detective comics where he is detective with Batman and he's actually a goddamn detective. It's You've got this six-issue... Um, each six-issue arc is a puzzle he has to solve. Right. And you have him go up against the Joker, the Riddler, the people who, you know, the guys who are going to challenge him mentally. Okay. And then you have um, Batman Brave and the Bold, which is him interacting with the rest of the DC universe. Okay. Like he, um, he'll team up or he'll fight, you know. Um, characters that are bigger and stronger than him. Like have him take out a Mazo, you know, but he's got to do it, you know. Yeah, Mazo has got all the the powers of the Justice League, you know, and have him do that, and take him four issues to do that, and two issues to wrap it up, right? You know, and he's got his. Then you have a Batman family title, which is him and his family, and they all interact and make that like a quarterly. That'll be really cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. And then, um, oh Jesus, it was uh, Shadow of the Bat would be him up against the supernatural. Okay, which Batman should be that like, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, enough of his origin is, you know, steeped in some semblance of mysticism. Of course. You've got Ra's al Ghul. I was just going to say, you've got Ra's al Ghul and even, like, you know, characters like Man Bat, right? Yeah, or and Zatanna. Yep. He's he's seen real magic in action. Yeah. And then, uh, then just a regular Batman title. Batman, and he's focused on Gotham City. Right. Just cleaning up the, the criminal element. You know, I, I like that you mentioned, I, I love all of that, by the way. And I, and I like that you mentioned the um, the detective element and him going up against people that are essentially much stronger mm -hmm. than he is. Because that, for me, so like, you know, Spider-Man is my bread and butter, yep. as my favorite character of all time. But one of the reasons why I've always liked him is because most of the villains that he fights are ostensibly stronger than he yeah. is. And he always, more often than not, has to find a way to outsmart his opponent rather than, like, you know, when he's fighting guys like Sandman, right? You know, he has to find a way to, like, outsmart him because he's the dude's made of fucking sand, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, right? Um, and, like, and, and I love when, it, when characters are have to use those elements which I think is one of the reasons why inherently like I've never been always a huge Superman fan because at the end of the day he can just punch his way out of pretty much anything yeah. you know but like Batman and Spider-Man and characters like that and, and even to an extent guys like Iron Man right like they have to like outsmart their opponents and use their brains, which I love. And it's one of the reasons why, um, you know, and I, I feel like actually this, we, sh we should put this on our list. I think we can have a whole episode about this. I do not like, and I never have, well, I, I like him a little bit more now, but when he first came out, I absolutely hated the character of Miles Morales. Okay. Cannot stand him because it felt like 
lazy writing to me because he was this um, well, for a number of reasons, like the whole reason he became Spider-Man felt lazy because it was like, oh, I watched Peter Parker die and I could have helped him, which I, was just a total play on the whole Uncle Ben sure. power and responsibility thing. But it just fell very flat because there was absolutely zero connection between Miles Morales and Peter Parker in mm-hmm. that universe. And the power set they gave him, while cool, it just made him like for the first the the first like. I don't know, I want to say like 20 some odd issues of Miles Morales that I read. Like he beat everybody by using his little electro venom shock. Like that was like his his move. And it was just it just became boring and repetitive. It's like when you it's like, it's like when you're fighting somebody in Street Fighter and they just do the same move, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they always kill you the same way. You're like, God damn it. Like it just became boring. There was like nothing to his character. And he was like it was very cool costume design. You know, was- like Brilliant, yes. And he and he ended up having he ended up you know he ended up growing into the character and having some really cool you know story arc. But that first like that initial run of Miles Morales like I just I couldn't understand why people like this character so much. I'm like this is a boring character. Like he doesn't you know he had to be given his web shooters. Like the whole thing about like the coolest thing about Spider Man was that he made his web shooters yeah. like that. You know like he was a genius like that. And when I was around, had to be given his web shooters. Like, oh, come on. One of the things that I've always loved about Peter Parker is not just the fact that, I mean, I just went back and um, reread Superior Spider-Man. That's one of my favorite Spider-Man arcs of all time. Damn straight. I love it. Um, Having Doc Ock in there in his, you know, cranial cavity. Yep. um, Messing around. And, how fucking creepy would it be to the woman that raised you? You're thinking about, you know. Oh, dude, I, that whole. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, no. You know, you turn around. It's it's sort of like, like almost what I was talking about. You're walking down uh, the street in New York City. You look over and am I naked? Ah, you know, Jesus, that sucks. Um, but. Uh, I was going someplace with it. But I, I just reread the entire uh, story arc, that, yeah. and then uh, went to Worldwide. Yep. Which is really great. Yes. I haven't... I, I skipped over uh, Spider-Verse. Okay. Because uh, it was out of print for a while, and I sold my copy. Yeah. I, I didn't read it. <laughs> I mean, that, that story pretty much goes the way you expect it to go. Of course I did, but, I mean, I loved Moreland. Yeah. I was a big Moreland fan. I'm like, holy shit, this is a really great. See, character. I didn't like Moreland. Really? Well, see, I, I liked I liked the character of mm-hmm. Moreland. I didn't like the the concept of like the spider totems. Oh, you like, didn't like the motivation behind? Yeah. Okay, I can get that. Yeah. I really wasn't. I liked Ezekiel. For, right. Ezekiel was a cool character. Yeah. I liked him because it was pretty cool. But when once you like start shaking up those clones and you see where they fall out. Once I got, I mean, I like I said, I, I reread all the worldwide, and then I reread uh, Clone Conspiracy. Yep, and it's coming at you from like twelve different. Yeah, um, you've got one moment, but from twelve different perspectives. I was like, that's a pretty cool concept, but it's still a pain in the ass to read because mm-hmm. you have to figure out how how it goes around. Right. And, you, and this isn't a video, so I've got my hands going around <laughs> the microphone. Have you been reading the the new run from Zeb Wells? No. So, okay, okay, Actually, so, yes, I have been. I'm sorry, I've been spotty on it. Uh, I'm about four behind. Okay, I'm, I'm a little bit behind, too. I was like, we should do an episode on that once that story kind of wraps up yeah. because there is 
so much about it that I love, and there's so much about it that I hate. Gotcha. Like yeah. this, what they're doing with Ben Riley right now, like like clones conspira- clone mm-hmm. conspiracy. Loved it. I was like the way they brought back Ben Riley mm-hmm. and made him like kind of a bad guy, but not really. More like mad scientist. Like really yeah. loved that approach. What they're doing with Ben Riley now. Oh, I want to pull my hair out. Well, I read Scarlet Spider when he was in Las Vegas, right? And I was like, okay, I'm I'm going to give you some latitude here. Yes. And then they just. It was horrible. It was, it was so bad. And then they did that whole thing with Beyond, and that yeah. was like what Beyond is what kind of led to where Ben Riley is right now. Mm. And they're 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 trying so hard to make him a full on villain, but he hasn't like earned it yet. And the way they're the way they've gotten there is really cheap in my opinion. You know what? And that's always been my problem with Anakin. Anakin yeah. Skywalker. Yep. He's gotta be Vader. And you know what? I would have much rather Anakin have Fulfilled the prophecy, if he became the chosen one, he became the Jedi of legend. Right. He became that one. The one that, that they showed us in the Clone Wars. Yep. You know, the cartoon, you know, where he's, you know, just this badass. Yeah. His form is amazing. He can he could probably kick Kenobi's ass if he's not blinded by rage. Exactly. That's the only reason he lost. Exactly, because he underestimated his opponent. Yeah. Um, I have the high ground, Anakin. <laughs> yes, I know. It's like, fuck you. Um, but he he didn't earn becoming Vader. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he, he was a screaming little kid like, I hate you. That, that, see, that for me is like, you know, I, I love, I think we talked about this on our first episode. Like, I, I love a good heel turn on mm-hmm. a villain. I'm sorry, for, for a hero to go to a villain. But it, it always has to be earned. And, you know, like the way they did it with Cyclops, where he eventually, you know, be, like the, it all culminated with him becoming Dark Phoenix eventually mm-hmm. and then becoming more of a bad guy after that. That was like, when you look back, that was like an, that was like an arc, like, 25 years in the making, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it was the way it culminated was like absolutely brilliant. This thing they're doing with Ben Riley right now, it's not good. Gotcha. I had a an ending for that, which they should have done, but I mean, that's just from a fan <laughs> standpoint. Yeah, it's just me and my ego saying they should have done this. But it would have been so cool if, like, you know, he was he was Cyclops. He was irredeemable yeah. at that point, and uh, they had him in Shield custody, and Galactus came. Oh, make him a herald? No, better than that. Galactus comes and he wipes the floor up with everybody. Okay. Except for Thor, Doom, and maybe two other people. And Cyclops is still up in um Yeah, Shield Custody. Up in Shield Custody. So they let him out and like let's you know, you were you were the guy. You were yeah. the one that everybody rallied around. Do it. So he gets a ragtag bunch of people and um on the the surface of the moon, they're they're fighting Galactus, right? And um, Cyclops goes into the blue area of the moon, right? And he goes into the Watcher's house, oh! And he grabs the ultimate nullifier. That would have been awesome. Yep. And he goes up to him, and he's he's like, what? Yeah. he looks at him, he's like, what yeah. now, bitch? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, surrender, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And Galactus is like. He's like, you people, you fucking earthlings have done this too many times. He's and like, then, I got to get that thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, why is this douchebag just leaving it lying around for anybody to find? But uh, Cyclops looks at him and says, fuck you, Galactus, and Use turns it. it. Yes. And then it's bang, big bang again. Oh, that would And everything so cool. echoes, and you see everything, like, sucked back into yeah. it. And Thor's like, holy shit. And Doom has, Doom pushes something. Right. And he, like, 
He's always got a backup he te- plan. Yeah, yeah, he teleports out. And it goes back to Fantastic Four number one. Oh, God, that would have been so sick. And then you start from there. That would have been so sick. How cool would that have been? But you do it the way you want to do it. Like you've got um, where the original five yeah. uh, are students at Xavier's Academy. And the Strike Force, the X-Men yeah. at Xavier's are Wolverine, Storm, um, like Cable. Like a a cable who came back for some reason. You, you gonna bring back Thunderbird? Uh, I would I would make him no I yeah Thunderbird but make it uh, Jimmy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, young, don't yep. you don't have to bring back John. <laughs> Cyclops didn't like John, <laughs> and it all conforms to to Cyclops's um, the ultimate nullifier. It's Cyclops's big bang. Right. It becomes his sort yeah. of like vision. Yeah. And he is he meets Gene again. Emma Frost is a student at the yeah. Xavier Academy, not like a mistress or anything. Right. She's like just this girl. We should just write our own comics. We should. That- I'm telling you. <laughs> Matt and Mike write comics. Yeah, exactly. That's that's phase two. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but I think that would have been really cool. Just a way to, and it's it's a way to like suck everything back. Yeah. And you can start all over again. Yeah. You know, Wonder Man, You they're, they're making him a black guy for the TV show. Oh, they are okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm perfect. I'm. Yeah, fine. I'm one of the biggest Wonder Man fans out there. I'm all for it. Yeah, make Wonder Man a black guy. Right, doing stuff like that shouldn't bother anybody. It doesn't no. like you know. Well, you know what? It, it's bothersome for people like Alan Scott is gay. Yeah, it's like mm, well, he wasn't right. Exactly. For like fifth, uh, what happened? Eighty years. Yeah. Eighty years ago, he wasn't gay. If it if it if it's if it's not changing a fundamental aspect yeah. of the character like when people everybody got everybody got like so angry when they made uh in that awful fantastic four movie when michael b jordan played johnny mm-hmm. storm right and it was like well he can't be black it's like well why can't he be it's like like is is johnny storm's whiteness essential to his no. backstory no, no not at it's all. not you know now like miles morales like that character has to be black because like his part of his background like that's integral mm-hmm. to his character his upbringing where he comes from but like a lot of those changes that they make, it doesn't really, it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah. How about Terry McGinnis could yeah. be black? Why not? Easily. Yeah, yeah. none of it matters. Oh, God. Uh, now I don't want to see any of the Wayans brothers as Robin. <laughs> I, that's uh, <laughs> that has nothing to do with them being black. It has to do with them being Wayans. <laughs> yeah. So, unless they're making a satire, that I would watch. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that I would watch. Um, but I would, I would love to to see some some shit come out of that. That would have been great. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Um, all right, man. Well, I think this was a. Uh, Another fun episode. I love doing these episodes. This is, this fun, is yeah. so much fun. Are we going to announce what we're reading next? Uh, what did we say? We, we talked about it earlier already. What, what did, we, did we already say or no? Uh, are we going to do Starman or you want to do Planetary? Let's do Planetary because you already gave me this little this little book here. I'm, I'm going to give you do. that one and then yeah. uh, when you come in on when you come in next, I'm going to have um, yeah the rest of it for you. Let's do it. I'm in. Cool. I'm into it. All right. Well, this is uh, this is Matt and Mike read comics. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Mike. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>